Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. All right, Pastor Mitchell, can you hear us? You ready? Yes, sir. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you uh, for life, health, and strength. Thank you for allowing us another opportunity to come and worship you and come to study your words. We ask that you bless the teachers, bless the students, in the mighty name of you, that we can get understanding of that word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. We can wait. The example of heroes. Hebrews 11, 1 through 8, 13 through 16. In this lesson, uh, the writer is trying to get you to see that faith, even in the Old Testament, was a large part of what uh, God was using and to give a good report on some of the old faithfuls. And when we think about faith, uh, it means to trust, uh, to believe, to obey. Uh, It means to have a favorable and confident expectation. Uh, It's a forward look with assurance. If we look to the future, we we believe that certain things are going to happen. Uh, faith was necessary for the elders to obtain a good report. In other words, for God to to say that uh, he Abraham was his friend, those were God's good reports concerning him, uh, the uh, Old Testament greats. Uh, without faith, the elders could not obtain a good report from God. It was their belief, their trust, that led to their obedience and the hope in God that caused them to walk with God. Uh, Their good report now did not make them perfect. We know Abraham had this problem and so does the other one. But it it gives, uh, they had their moments of weakness. But for the most part, they held to their faith uh, and thus received a good report of God. Faith is necessary for believing that the world was created by the will of God. If you don't have faith, you can't even believe that much. Uh, and it was created without using pre-existing material. Uh, because we cannot prove that God is or that he has power to bring forth something from nothing. We assume it to be true. 
And by our faith, we believe that it is true. The Bible does not even attempt to prove that the existence of God, but it, we take it for granted. And by faith, we believe it and we act on it uh, because of how, what we have been taught and, and what we read in the Bible. Now, the Bible itself is not a scientific book. It is a book on faith. Uh, so if you're looking to the Bible to, to prove certain things, it, it doesn't necessarily prove anything. It is a book that you believe in because you believe in God. So when you read it and, un- and try to understand it, it, it does not uh, do like a mathematic book that that would give you proof of something, A equals A plus 3 plus two weeks, five, and, and, and so forth, and then go to prove that, that that exists. It does not prove that. It's something that you believe because uh, you be, because of wh- what you believe. In other words, faith is necessary for us to believe. It persuades us to trust in something afar off, to embrace it, to declare it, to move and hope toward it. Uh, so the, uh, the sons of God must live by faith. Without it, we have no hope. If we don't have any faith in, in, in what we believe in in our everyday lives, uh, we we have no hope. We we uh, we don't have any hope for a better country, a better tomorrow, a better anything. Uh, we don't have a hope for a better everlasting life because all that's dependent on faith. The first one said, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for." The evidence of things not seen. Uh, faith is the substance. It means that it is understood that uh, that which is in our opposition to which is imaginary, unreal, deceptive. Faith becomes to us the source of believing in what we have not seen. We have not seen God, the Holy Spirit of the risen Christ, heaven, the Holy Ghost. Uh, the throne of God, but we believe it because of what we have read in the Bible and what we have been taught by trustworthy scholars. So we are convinced that it is so, and we act on these uh, uh, assumptions as part of a fact of reality by faith. Therefore, faith declares that it is the foundation and support of what we believe about all things we have not seen, of things hoped for. All that we know of heaven, faith gives us it, uh, reality in our mind. As Christians, we hope to be admitted into heaven, to be raised on the last day from our slumbering grave and to uh, live in perfectly free from sin, uh, to have everlasting joy. All these things we depend on by faith. So faith declares that we can possess the ability to, to cause to see what we have, what is unseen, the evidence of things not seen. We have not. We, we can see heaven and its makeup, its inhabitants, its splendor, its glory, even when we have not been there. We can see the God here through the Spirit. We can see our forefathers. We've never seen in the present. 
or touch the field of them. All these things is, is, a, is a process of what we believe by faith and, and understand by faith. Now, we have not seen any of these things. So he says, you know, faith is all these things that we have in our minds that, 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 that we have not seen. Verse 2, for by the elders obtain a good report. So the saints of old who live by faith are the one the apostle has in mind when he's talking about this. Uh, and the word says, the word it is speaking of faith. And he said, by, for by it, that is, for by faith, uh, demonstrated by the servants of God in the Old Testament days. It was faith that gave reality to the things hoped for and a certainty in the mind of the existence of these unseen things. The others attain a good report. The elders are speaking of the Hebrew patriarchs. When we talk about the patriarchs, we're talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, they are considered the fathers of the old Hebrew patriarchs. Uh, a good report is having a witness to the faith of the elders. The witness is God. God speaks favorably of their faith. God gave an honorable testimony of their faith. God God said Abraham showed great faith. Because Abraham great showed great faith, he would be father of, of many nations. So it's because of their faith that God is the one that testified they had great faith, uh, that he worked great wonders in their lives. Uh, verse 3 said, through faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So you know there's a bellow that, that still takes place about how the world came into uh, being. They said the world was created by the word of God, uh, which we have from the Bible. Uh, many, Some people that uh, don't believe in the Bible talk about uh, uh, evolution. In other words, uh evolving into something and uh, we know that even when something evolves it has to start with something to evolve into what it is so that doesn't really when you think of evolution you can't see how one how the world could be created by if there was nothing there from the beginning then how did it evolve well i don't even want to try to prove uh that theology you, you either believe or you don't but it says, through faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. And so we understand that the word said, let there be light and there was light. If you read the Genesis, the first uh, chapter, it'll tell you how he created all things. If you go to First John, it talks about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word created all things and without him, nothing was created. So it talks about how everything was spoken to existence. Uh, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. The apostle says, we obtain our comprehension of this truth by faith. Both heaven and earth and the host of them is what the apostle means by the world. So the whole world was created by God speaking it into existence. So that things which were seen were made of things which do appear. This truth makes it clear that the, the, that matter is not eternal. 
matter did not exist in eternity. Therefore, one day we will cease; it will cease to exist. But our uh, word said, though, uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will not pass away. So it knows that it speaks of the word, the word being eternal. First folks says, by faith, Abram offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. And verse 4 gets into uh, speaking of some of the old great uh, elders uh, of the Hebrew, uh, well, of the of the Christian uh, uh, Christian understanding of the Bible, and we talked about begin with Cain and Abel. Question always will, I guess, will be about how the offering that Cain and Abel offered. And many theologians uh, try to get an understanding of why one offer was better than the other. But when you look at it, and the word says offering, that said Cain had one offered one thing, but if you look at it, it said Abel offered. Gifts. In other words, he offered more than one gifts when he put an ass on that. Uh, so Genesis 4 4 says that Abel bought of the firstling of his flock. That was one gift. And the fat thereof. So many uh, theologians break that down and said the Lord had respect for Abel for his offering. It points to the fact that uh, he first offered a blood offering for the atonement of his sin. And God requires a sin offering first, and then uh, uh, the other offering that follows uh, is a different offering. But Cain offered the the second offering first. In other words, he never offered a sin offering. That's why some people believe that there's a difference in why their offering was acceptable, is that Cain never offered a blood offering. And the wages of sin is death. Only the blood can wash away sin. So it, it, it gets tied up, and in, in, if you want to get into theology, you can really get involved in it when it comes to Cain and Abel and trying to disciple the difference in, in, in how their uh, offering was accepted by God. But uh, this lesson, uh, I don't think, is really wanting you to get that involved in there. But only by um, let you understand that by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Uh, so Abel's sacrifice was done in faith, but many believe that Cain was not. It is faith that causes us to follow the rules of God in a manner, uh, in order that God requires. In other words, uh, Abel did everything according to what. God had asked us to do when we make a sacrifice. God is showing us that he has a way of determining who is obedient believer and who is not. So God made that decision. It's not a decision that was made by Cain or Abel. It was what God made. So it's God that makes the decision on what he accepts and what he does not accept, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. 
Only God has the right to judge our sacrifice. And he would judge them, all our sacrifices, uh, in his own way, the way he determined it to be. God would determine if you acted in faith or not. Abel received God's favor because he followed the rules of God in faith, but Cain did not. God knew the heart of both men and declared Abel was righteous and Cain was unrighteous. And by he being dead, yet speaking. And this is talking about how uh, the Lord came to Cain and said, Where are, is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Uh, and by it he being dead you speak the voice of the brother Abel cried from uh, from the ground uh, this acknowledgement is not limited to Abel but, but that's talking about everyone that has been innocently slain uh, uh, un, uh, for something unrighteous in other words Cain killed Abel for no reason, no, no, uh, it wasn't in self-defense by that. I mean, he's just slain him because he, he would find more favor than he did. And by it, he being dead, he speaking. Uh, it talks about how, uh, that in, in Revelation 16, it, it, it says, uh, those that are slain, uh, ask the Lord, how long, O Lord, how holy and true God that I will, Wait for for judging the blood of them that's done evil on earth, and the day will come. He tells them that uh, for a little season until uh, he decides. But the day will come when God will sell all these accounts of the innocent blood that has been shed, and by it being dead, you speak it. Cain was evil, warning he slew his brother because his offering was done with evil. And his brother was righteous. Uh, so it, it's talking about uh, how Abel is still speaking uh, against Cain for how he slain him. And, and he had no cause for doing it. And by he being dead, yet speaking. Faith causes us to have a righteous mindset, to follow the standards of God, to approach God for the purpose of worshiping God. Where there is no faith, the standard of God in approaching God for worship will not be observed. Cain did not worship God because he had no faith in God, which shows us his disregard for the standards of God. In other words, he didn't go through the proper process because he didn't uh, have the faith to believe in God. Uh, Abel did things in, in, in accordance with how God had set him up. Uh, so let's us know that because God has an order for us to follow, and when we don't follow that order, uh, we're not in lining up with God's behavior. And by it, he being dead, yet speak. Abel faith in God afforded him the privilege to approach God in worship. Before worship can take place, the believer must first deal with his sins. Then being accepted, uh, acceptable to God, God welcomed him into a direct fellowship with him where the two commune together. True worship with God is when the man of God and the man and the man of God and and the man of man line up together. 
Uh, many theologians consider that the definition of true worship of God. It brings you into the presence of God, that, that you may be able to worship with him. We believe that Abel actually was able to be brought in the presence of God, that he could really worship with him. And by it, he being dead, yet speak. Abel did as God had commanded him and was accepted. His faith made it possible for him to follow the rules that God had set before him. In verse 5, it switches to another great uh, elder in that he talks about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and he was not found because God has translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, if you want to get into uh, speaking of what happened with Enos, Enos uh, supposedly did not die a tradition of death. But Paul talks about the translation. And in that translation, uh, something had to take place that that, that, that we sometimes... Uh, uh, don't understand, but we cannot go into heaven with this old filthy rag body. We must uh, take off. The, that's what death is. We take off this uh, corruptible, filthy body and put on a, a glorified, incorruptible body. Uh, Christ Himself went through that. He talks about it when 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 He said, "Do not touch Me, for I have not yet been glorified." In other words. I had, I'm, I'm still in the process of putting on my, my heavenly body. It, it, it's the process that we go through when we go through death. So we know that Enos, Bible says, did not go through that tradition of death, but he went through some manner of dying in which his corruptible, in, in, uh, his corruptible body was transformed in incorruptible body because sin cannot go before God in heaven. So he went through some kind of process. But it said, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Uh, so that is something that went, Enos went through. And I, I'm not the one to tell you what exactly happened in that tra uh, translation. But I do know in that translation, something had to happen that his uh, sinful, filthy rag body was cleansed so that he'd become an incorruptible body. Uh, but now it, it, it Bible talks of it not being by the regular death that most of us will go to. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. God took him to heaven without him experiencing the traditional form of death and was not found because God had translated him. The miracle God performed was done secretly and later commanded to be recorded by Moses in Scripture. So Moses recorded that his something happened, but he did, Moses don't go into detail of what happened. For before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. So that testimony that he had is that Enoch lived so that his life was pleasing to God. For the Scripture said, Enoch walked with God. So we know if Enoch walked with God, he had a great, uh, a good report from God. Verse 6 says, being 
be but without faith it is impossible to please him for he has he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he that is a reward of them that diligently seek him without faith it is impossible to please him faith here is a his confidence in God his existence his truth his wisdom his promises uh, uh, where faith does uh confidence does not exist there can uh, not be any pleasing of god if we if we doubt who god is we cannot please him by our doubting faith for he has come to god for he that comes to god must believe that he is and he that and he is a water of them that diligently seek him coming to god is talking about not in this sense and not talking so much about salvation for a sinner does not seek god god seeks a sinner it says in in the verse uh in the new testament god come to seek and save those which is lost in other words god is seeking the sinner this uh, a true son is not seeking god but a believer is seeking god uh god may be sought in worship in prayer uh in worship and meditation and the like so uh, we must believe in God is. We must also believe that God will grant our prayers, our requests, protect us from the wills of the devil, heal us from our sickness and disease, provide our daily needs, allow us to come to his presence. Uh, no one calls upon another who does not believe that they will be answered. In other words, we have to become a believer to truly uh, call upon God. Because if we're not a believer, we really can't call on something in which we do not believe. By faith, Noah, being one of God, of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an art to the saving of his high, by which he condemned the world and become heir to the righteousness which is by faith. So now we went away from... Uh, 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 Enoch, and, and now he's talking about Mo, uh, Noah. So now Noah, by faith, the faith of Noah and his family is seen as how Noah responded to the warning of God. And his son moved uh, in building and the ark and, and preaching uh, to people about the, what was going to happen. Uh, Noah preached for 120 years about the warning that the flood was coming. And except for his family, no one accepted his preaching. So we can we can uh, preach what we want, but if no one believes, uh, and in, which is the case in Noah's case, uh, he did his part. He told them that that what was coming, but nobody accepted it. By faith, Noah Noah believed in God. Is manifested by the faith that. By faith, Noah. Noah believed in the existence of God, and he built a relationship with God. Being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, preferred in art to the saving of his house. Uh, being warned of God of things not yet seen. It took faith to believe that something uh, that had never be, uh, been done before, a flood that was going to wipe away the whole earth, uh, it, faith is about believing in something that has not yet 
come to pass. Move with fear. When he's talking about moving with fear, it's not so much that he was frightened. It means that he he he, he reverenced God and, and had respect and honored God. In other words, he moved with haste. Uh, he did what was in his power to please God. So uh, Noah got busy trying to build an ark and prepared an ark to his saving of his family. God gave Noah the specification for the building of the ark. And you can imagine the undertaking of such a vessel that Noah, that Noah built. It had uh, three different levels. It was a, a humongous undertaking. It was it was like building a, a, a some kind of stadium, and and he didn't have all the modern stuff that we have now to build it. But Noah built an an enormous vessel, and so all this was done by faith, by which he has condemned the world and become heirs to the righteousness which is by faith. The testimony of God said that Noah's faith and obedience pleased him, while the behavior of all others did not. Noah's work was righteous, and uh, and the others were not. Noah believed God, and the others did not. Noah, God credited Noah with his, and his household with righteousness because of their faith, because of how they re- uh, reacted to what God told him. Uh, God credited with them with righteousness and because of their faith. So uh, because of your faith, God credited credited them with righteousness. And then it talks about the life of Abraham. Uh, for by by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place where he should, after receiving inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place which he should, after receiving inheritance, obeyed. Abraham placed his faith in God. When God called him to go to a place that uh, God would show him, Abraham uh, trusted in God and, and got his family and moved to a place that would be called Canaan. Uh, Abraham uh, and, his, and, and his descendants would re- inherit a place that God had told him he would give him. Abraham obeyed God and went, not knowing where he was going. He trusted uh, God to do as he had promised. So he went out, not knowing whether he went. Verse 13 talks about uh, faith in the promise God uh, of God is never lost. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. All these died in faith, not knowing, not having received the promise. Uh, these is talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and Sarah. They they died without receiving the object of their faith that they had uh, hope to receive uh, this land, uh, but it would be an inheritance for their children. So their lifetime, what they had hoped for, did not happen in their lifetime. But having seen them afar off, 
we are persuaded of them and embrace them. The promise that Canaan would be their heir and all the benefits of the land would be theirs. They did not see the fulfillment of their li- of in their lifetime, but through their faith, they saw God blessing the children of Israel and dividing the land among the twelve tribes of Israel. In other words, they they never would experience it, but their children would experience it, and confess that they are strangers and pilgrims uh, on earth. Uh, to understand what Abraham. Uh, meant and with being strangers and pilgrim here on earth, uh it's it, uh pilgrim is a, a person in a in a place but they're not considered a citizenship there. And so Abraham uh is saying that this is not his home. Uh, in other words, uh uh it's not his permanent dwelling place. But they say that such things declared plainly that they seek a country. Uh, for they say such thing. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob acknowledged that they were not at home on earth. Their desire was that they have a kingdom and put forth their faith and effort to claim it. So this was not their resting place. Their resting place was going to be in heaven. Declared plainly that they seek a country. These servants of God did not settle here on earth, nor did they stop pursuing heaven with their whole heart, by faith, and by patience. They continue to engage uh, in doing in well-doing. In other words, they continue to strive to, to, reach, he- uh, to reach their heavenly place. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from hence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Uh, the idea is in that place is that Abraham and his family did not recall their birthplace, but 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 they did because Abraham sent his servant back there to get a wife for Isaac. So they know about that place, but they had no desire to go back. Uh, so there is no profit in returning back to a life without God. That life was was, was not uh, centered around God, who wants to. Been eternity dealing with the ups and downs of natural life. Abraham wanted a, a better life, and so he continued to strive for to receive a better life that they might have opportunity uh, to have return. So they didn't then didn't seek to return. Now. The heart seeks that which consumed it. If the heart is filled with greed, it pursues money, things, and stuff. If the heart is filled with faith in God, it seeks the things of God. If the heart is filled with thoughts of the past, uh, it seeks to return to the past. We thank God that our hearts are filled with the hope of heaven. Therefore, we will continue to press toward the mark of a higher calling in Jesus Christ. But now they have desired a better country, that is, in, in heaven, whereby God is not ashamed to be called their God, but they have prepared for them a city. But now they have a desire for a better country that is in heaven. The faith will have already experienced and fall and fall out and failures of this life and do not want to live in eternity in this same place. They are told that there's a better place called heaven and what it has is better than anything here on earth. We got to get uh, 
caught up in some kind of uh, Hawaii place that's uh, heaven on earth, but there is no heaven here on earth. No matter what kind of place we're experiencing, uh, there's nothing compared to heaven. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, but he has prepared for them a city. God is not disappointed in having a relationship with the faithful. The faithful heart is turned to God, and with their faith, they seek the things of God. All that have the same faithful relationship with God, God will favor us with a place in heaven that is far better than the best place this world can offer. Uh, we have a city not made by hand. Uh, eternity in the in the heavens. So we look forward to that place. By faith, we look forward to that. God will help us know that it takes faith to establish a righteous relationship with him. It takes faith to maintain a righteous relationship with him. Living in faith will assure us of our one day receiving the benefits of heaven that God has promised us. We will... There is some blessings that we will reap in this life as well. But our really, our great blessing is that we have a place we can spend eternity. And that's all I have. Comments from anybody. I thank you, Will, said tonight, uh, way into class. Uh, if our faith is not strong after listening to and studying and showing the word of God, uh, we need to go back and get a relationship with God because He was teaching us on tonight about how our faith should be strong in the Lord. And it's by faith all these things happen. And the main point is faith is a substance, and uh, that substance is something that. Uh, you don't see, you won't see, but you just have faith and believe that God will provide you with the suffering. Bible study, and you know, for me, God comes in, steps in right at the right time. Uh, the circumstance I'm going through, and, and showed me that, uh, you know, you just, if you have faith and just keep believing in God, everything's gonna work out. Just trust God. But the thing I got the most out of the study today, you said a preaching can share the word of God, but you have to have faith and believe His word. So, you know, for me, it made me understand that, you know, I come to this Bible study every day, every Wednesday, but they can wait, I'm going to tell you to do a good job, and you do a very good job for me. But and you can deliver the word all you want to, but I have to have enough faith in the word that you're delivering to me in order for to obey God. 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay, sir. All right. We'll continue. Thank you, uh, class, for a wonderful night on tonight. We ask to continue to pray. Uh, we ask that you would just uh, continue to stay uh, cool and, and uh, pray for our homecoming on Sunday. Pray for reunion on on Saturday. Just pray for everybody because uh, we see numbers arising now, but nevertheless, God is able. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this lesson on tonight. We thank you for allow us to understand that our faith has to be strong in the Lord and, and we have to uh, walk by faith and not by sight. Bless us and keep us. And Father God, we have to look upon the sick, shut in and look upon all the bereaved families. Let us realize that her will is still rolling. Bless us and keep us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now may the grace of God speak in the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with him now and forevermore. Shall we all say amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.